0: Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question: Are my business problems actually me problems? In that I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Hazel Atkinson Brown, who uses her 19 plus years of clinical operations, healthcare management, and human human resources experience to help other healthcare professionals uh, gain career clarity, vocalize their value, and increase their income without needing another degree. So Hazel, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Uh, Yeah, I'm happy to dive into all of this with you. I haven't actually had somebody on yet who does the kind of work that you do. So, you know, it's always good to be number one. So that that spot belongs to you. Um, So, yeah, so I'd love for you just going to give us a little bit of context on how you got to doing what you're doing and, you know, essentially what brings you here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you say, my name is Hazel. Um, I have a career coaching business. It's called Redefining the Future You. Um, So I provide uh, resume writing services, um, career coaching services, interview prep services. What brought me to that is I've been a healthcare professional myself for 19 years. Um, Prior to going into healthcare management and leadership, I was a first generation in my family to go to college, and I didn't know what my why was, where I wanted to go. And when I finally figured that out through experience and being a patient myself, I felt like a lot of the doors were closed in terms of trying to get there and network and meet the right people. And so for me, I felt like I wanted to be able to give back um, through my business by being able to open doors for people who know their purpose. Um, And when we align to our purpose, I feel like there should be something to help catapult people into places that make sense for them, because it's not if we're going to be a patient, we're all going to be a patient one day. And we need to make sure the right people are in those places. And when they're there, they need to be paid fairly, they need to love what they're doing. Because otherwise, when we're in the bed, we're going to feel it. And that's not even cool.
0: <laughs> very nice. So yeah, it, it sounds like uh, through that experience, the uh, the why became very clear for you. It's like you, you're now helping the the helpers, right?
1: absolutely i definitely have that aha moment and so i do that professionally still in my career i am still in the field because that work is not done and so in the field i'm helping healthcare professionals myself to develop better communication skills and understand what the patient needs Um, but professionally in my business i'm able to bridge that gap right and make sure that the people that want to be there they have a way to get there
0: got it okay perfect so in that case uh like break it down for me. Like what are the current business challenges that you're experiencing today?
1: Yeah. So I feel like to kind of allude to what we just talked about, I want to help the everyday person that does not know how to get to the next level. And I feel like those people don't understand the importance of Investing in themselves. And so, what I find is that my pricing is like super affordable when you compare to other career coaches who are not even as passionate, not to throw any shade. But what happens is that those that are already at VP level, already at director or manager level. They look at my business and they're like booking. And so they're getting it for a lower price than they would at their level because they understand the value of having a well-written resume. They understand the value of career coaching and interview prep and things like that. And so... I kind of feel like my pricing is not right for the audience that's buying into me but i at the same time want to make sure i'm available because i do have everyday folks that come and they book me like nurses and people that are in like healthcare administration roles but at lower level roles trying to get into management roles so i want to keep the avenue open for them and so trying to figure out how to do it i thought about creating separate pricing while at the same time i don't want the vp or the director to feel like oh, it's because I have a C-suite title that I'm being charged all these dollars kind of thing. And so it's been hard for me to figure out how to structure that. I also have like do-it-yourself options where um, for me, it's because it's easier. If I teach you how to do it yourself, ultimately that's the best thing because it's not gonna be your last job that you take. So I want to make sure that as you're kind of moving up the ladder, you don't have to keep coming back to me. I've gotten you the skills that you need to be able to go on your way. And I feel like another challenge that I have is that my products are not being utilized. So essentially what is being utilized predominantly is people that are in manager, director, and VP roles that are buying into my services. And maybe once a week, one of the people that book my services is someone in the range of maybe a supervisor that wants to get to a manager or something of that note. And I want to do more of those folks and less of the other folks. And if I do do those senior executives, I definitely want to make sure that my focus is really getting people in the right places because I remember what that felt like.
0: Okay. Got it. So just to make sure that, like we narrowed down it it, it is yes and and that's okay because that's how these things work so just like narrow down the um like problems in an individual way so like one is okay so my products on my website aren't being utilized right like i i want to be available for everybody so i'm priced quite low okay and the result of that is a lot of the VPs and the C suite people are getting my services for a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So would that be accurate as far as like all of the problems? Or is, th- is there something else?
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely um a part of that's definitely the main problem. I would say the only second problem is definitely my products instead of my services um, are not being utilized at the way that I would love for them to be utilized so that people can be able to have the skills that they need with or without me.
0: Okay. And uh, so tell me more about that. Like in, in what way are they underutilized?
1: Yeah, so I have um, resume writing courses, interview prep courses. I have resume writing ebooks. I have a resume audit um, package that I have. I've thought about kind of combining them because I feel like sometimes I'm giving people way too many options in terms of doing it yourself. And so um, I feel like that is not really being tapped into because most of the times, by the time people get to me, they don't want to do it themselves. (laughs) They're like, here, you do it.
0: Right. And when your pricing is accessible, why would they go through the trouble of doing it themselves?
1: Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. (laughs) That makes sense.
0: (laughs) Okay. So uh, in that case, like this is kind of like you have great awareness of like, okay, well, these are like dynamics of my business and this is what's happening, etc. How are these problems for you?
1: Yeah, so I feel like financially to be able to push my business to where I want it to be based on the work that I'm doing in my business and the value that I'm adding, um, I feel like I am not being Um, compensated in a way for my time so with the amount of time that I'm investing in my products I do feel like I'm charging way too low for the amount of work that I have to do and the value that I'm giving like the last several clients that I've had just in the last like two weeks they're getting twenty thousand dollars more a year they're getting forty thousand dollars more a year thirty something thousand dollars more a year so when you think about investing two hundred fifty dollars for a resume that I'm teaching them how to communicate that information on an interview in for free, I just throw that in there. And I'm also giving them ideas of what companies to go into. I feel like they're getting so much bang for their buck. And in the end of the day, I absolutely want to make the difference, but I just feel like it's not set up properly to where, um, you know, I (laughs) am, I want to be selfless, but at the same time, this is a business also.
0: Okay. So, Essentially, people are getting like 20k raises for the $250 that you've, you know.
1: Yeah. And I even recently, I had someone that when they came to me, because I now asked the salary that they're currently at and where they want to be, and then they have to tell me how much they're making once they get the job, where before I wasn't doing those case studies. Um, and the one person recently, probably about three weeks ago, she um, started off at 65, and she got a job for 104. And we did a career coaching session in addition to the resume services, where I taught her how to strategize and negotiate for pay. But nonetheless, the career coaching session is like $40 for 20 minutes. So, so all in all, she paid, what, two ninety, and she got that much more money a year. It's like, it's crazy. And so I realized that I'm definitely giving back and I feel fulfilled, but at the same time, I don't have everything set up the way it needs to be set up. And I don't want to lose access to people, I guess. It's my worry is because my biggest goal is to make a difference, more so than making money, but everything goes together.
0: And yeah, so biggest goal is to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Not to make money. So, are you not achieving that right now?
1: <laughs> I know, right. So, I guess I need to be real with myself that I want to make money too. I I don't want. Okay, so yes, that's fair. I guess I didn't look at it that way. It's okay to want to make money while making a difference. And I guess I haven't like come to terms with that concept.
0: Right. So, just to add nuance to that. So, number one. Right, my worldview—that the beliefs that I have around who I am and what I do and how I contribute—is my biggest goal: is to make a difference, not to make money. You are a hundred and ten percent living that belief right now.
1: Right, I, I am. Right,
0: like for three hundred bucks, you're getting somebody a twenty thousand dollar raise. You are making a difference in people's lives.
1: Yeah. Right, and right.
0: not making money at it.
1: Yeah, right? not so making. You are-
0: living in accordance, like your results perfectly match your beliefs right now. Yeah. So I know there was like a moment of realization, like, okay, yeah, that you're right. I guess it is okay to make money. Right. So I know you're intellectually saying that, but does that actually feel true for you?
1: Yeah. And so I guess in hearing you, it doesn't feel true for me. So I realized that what I'm putting out there in the world is actually coming to fruition and it's not as good as I thought it would feel in the sense that financially I'm not being compensated well for making that difference. And so it's almost like I didn't really think about the fact that maybe I need to reevaluate how and what feels true to me, because while it's very important to help people make twenty, forty thousand $40,000 more a year, I don't want to work for the rest of my life either.
0: Okay. So what thoughts do come up? Like you said, okay, it doesn't feel true that like, well, actually I do want to make money. So what feeling does actually come up when you think that?
1: that I'm lowballing myself. The same thing that I'm telling people not to do in their jobs to where they should feel fulfilled. They should not be undervalued or underpaid. I feel like I'm definitely valued in my business, but I am underpaid in my business when I think about just the grand scheme of things. And so I realized that I'm I'm doing everything that I say not to do for employers. I'm doing it for myself in the way that I set up my business.
0: Got it. And how does that make (laughs) you feel?
1: That makes me feel crazy. I feel like a hypocrite.
0: Okay. And what would like at the specific feeling inside your body? What would it be?
1: Wow. <laughs> that's not what I expected. It's me. <laughs> it's how I set it up. Like, oh my God, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> so the follow-up question then would be, is what would you have to believe about yourself to make that? decision relatively unconsciously.
1: Yeah, that I'm providing value and I deserve what I am, that service that I'm providing, the price points that I need to be able to put towards that. I deserve that because of the value I'm providing to that individual. And I'd have to feel comfortable in knowing that I've definitely done that over and over again. And so at that point, it's just attracting the people that understand the value that I'm giving their lives and not worrying about those who don't see the value. Because I guess regardless and kind of thinking about everything we talked about, I'm still attracting the people that understand the value of the service I'm providing, even though I have my prices low. So prices being higher, I'm still attracting the people who understand the value. And so regardless, I'm not changing the dynamics of my business at all, Mm -hmm. which is interesting.
0: It usually is. Yes, you're absolutely (laughs) right. So just a thought experiment. If you were now to charge $5,000 for the same service, what comes up for you internally?
1: I feel like that's too high.
0: Okay, so tell me why.
1: Because I wouldn't pay $5,000 for it, even though I realize that logically and rationally, I understand that I am getting someone 20, 30, 35, $40,000 more a year for a 5,000 investment. But I also understand that we live in a world where things are very hard. And so for someone to be able to come up with that kind of money without that return on investment right away, I feel like it's not something I would be willing to do. And so because of that, regardless of how much money I make, I feel clearly if I was like a trillionaire or whatever, it'd be pennies to me at that point. But at the same time, I feel like for me, I always think about what I would be willing to invest and kind of what level I'm at. And so if I'm still wanting to attract some of those folks that are at supervisor level and higher, trying to get into their um, leadership roles, I feel like that's kind of, I don't understand life yet. And know at that point of my target audience, the value that I'm going to be buying into.
0: Okay, so when I asked you, okay, so what if you charge $5,000? Immediate was like, Okay, well, that's too high. I wouldn't pay that. Yeah. We live in a world where things are very hard. Yeah. Right now. Is your experience financially of your business very hard?
1: You mean, can you reword that, sorry?
0: Sure, so we live in a world where things are very hard. Right now, you're doing a lot of work for very little pay. Mm -hmm. You're serving a lot of people for very little personal return. You, you, You like the fact that, okay, like I'm working with the people that I wanna work, but I don't feel fulfilled. I still have to do my normal job. Like this isn't serving me in the way that I want it to be served. Is that experience one of ease or one of hardship?
1: Yeah. And I I would say that, um, I have mixed feelings because I feel like no matter how well my business does, I want to stay in the field like I'm not in the field because my business is not making enough money. I want to be in the field no matter what. I want the business to be able to work in conjunction to me working in the field because I I provide the most value being in the field.
0: Fair enough. So, like, that's how you want to structure your business when you structure your life. Like that, yeah. that you get to want what you want. That's totally cool. Mm-hmm. The experience of the business itself, regardless of what you choose to do in addition to that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are you experiencing your business right now as one of ease or one of hardship right now?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like it's more, um, more hardship in the sense ease is not hard to do, but hardship in the sense that what I'm investing in it myself, the return on investment is not where it's supposed to be.
0: Right and how nicely that matches a worldview where we live in a world where things are very hard
1: yeah right Mm -hmm.
0: like that's the belief that's the lens through which i'm going out into the world things have to be hard Mm -hmm. you've set up your business to ensure that it lines up with that as well
1: yes i'm I'm making it hard for me
0: (laughs) correct you're making it hard for you right so you have one belief which is I got to make a difference, and not make money. Check. Things have to be hard; they are. Check. Right. So it's like you're actually very good at living in accordance with your beliefs, <laughs> but your beliefs are very limiting in nature. Yeah. Right. Going back to when I asked you, okay, so what if you charge five k for your services? That's too high. If you have a twenty thousand dollar raise is it
1: right it's true (laughs) it's relative (laughs)
0: right and then it goes back to well i wouldn't pay that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right so again you are discounting the experience of what you like the value you provide for the perception of what is okay or not okay for you
1: yeah And I think, I think um, just to kind of add some clarity reason why I wouldn't buy into that is unless I, that's just the way I am as a consumer. If I don't know that that person is genuine, they don't have the skills that they say they have and their receipts are not valid, I'm not paying that. The moment I know that someone else has had an experience or something within me spiritually feels like that is the right thing to do, then I'll absolutely do it. And so I guess what that tells me is that I have to show my value more, even like through social media and things like that, to where people can know that they are getting these results and having more testimonies to where people are getting more results, to where it is easier for more people to buy into that. And so I guess that's a self-reflection and I've been doing better with it, I must admit, with trying to put myself out there on social media more and being really authentic and creating that connection. But it shows me that in order for me to move my prices to the point where I can be able to show consumers that what you see is what you're going to get, then I would be comfortable because at least I know that there's just so many gimmicks in the world. And so I just, that's why I wouldn't buy into it. I don't mean it in the sense that I wouldn't pay $5,000 for a service that I knew was going to change my life. I absolutely would. But with the way that things are set up, you don't know who is who. And so I understand that everyone's trying to rake through all of the experts that claim they're experts and so how do they know that i'm truly an expert just because i say i am and so i guess that part of me is why i make the comment like i wouldn't do it because it's just so many experts out here like who's really an expert
0: right so i guess my follow-up question to you would be how many testimonials of i worked with hazel and i made twenty thousand dollars raise like i made a twenty thousand dollar raise how many of those testimonials do you need before you can take ownership of how good you are
1: yeah that is very real (laughs) and it's funny because within the last month i definitely have at least a good I would say at least four or five, six people that have written testimonials. Um, some I'm trying to convince to do videos because I know videos are a thing nowadays, but I have videos on my website as well to where I've made a difference, not only in the the parent's life, but in the, um, the, the child's life afterwards, and just kind of getting into nursing school and director level and, um, professors, um, in healthcare, everything is specialized to healthcare, but I do, I have testimonials. I know the service I offer and I right. see the value.
0: So just, I'm just going to interrupt you right there, right? Just not cause it's not important, but I, I just really want to drive this home. Like in the yeah. last month, I have four or five people
1: yeah.
0: that could vouch, provide testimonials yeah. that what I contributed to them was worth $5,000, mm-hmm. right? maybe not that year but like over the course of their career if you change somebody's trajectory like how much is that really worth like is that worth an elaborate vacation
1: yeah
0: right Right. so this really comes back to like why is your self-worth so discounted Mm -hmm. when you go forward into your business
1: yeah yeah that's that's there's it's a no-brainer i need to change the way my price structure is set up because when I think about everything that I'm saying to you, I'm not even telling you everything that I provide. Like I literally align people to where they want a full career alignment. If you don't want to be in the office anymore, you want to be remote. We're structuring things to where you're getting jobs where you're getting paid more money. So not only are you getting twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars more, but you're also now home doing it, so you can live and work from anywhere. And I'm thinking about all the things you said you hated doing, like you didn't want to get on the phone, you don't want to. And we're making sure that I'm giving you examples of companies that you never thought about where you can get that. So not only are they getting money, but they're getting the lifestyle. Yet I feel so weary about charging all this money.
0: Correct. So really, if we bring it back to you right now, is these limiting thoughts and paradigm about who you are, what you provide, let's just say it ultimately boils down to like how good you feel. Like, am I good enough? Yeah.
1: So I, I feel like I definitely feel like I'm good enough and I definitely feel like the value I'm providing is great. I think what I realize is that those same ways of being first generation to go to college and things and I've always been like optimistic and positive and you could do it, you could do it and nothing has ever stopped me personally from doing anything that I wanted to do or believe in. But I realized that I'm still putting a cap on myself even though I feel like I'm winning and thriving so much. I didn't realize I created a glass ceiling for myself because in my worldview, I'm doing great and I keep hearing how great I'm doing. So I guess I didn't realize that even though I'm doing great, I'm still creating a glass ceiling for myself. And I didn't notice that before.
0: hundred percent. And I would add the nuance to that in that, there's a bunch of it, but I'm gonna go with one. So one is many people that have spent a long time like yourself in corporate mm-hmm. excel when the standards of good enough are set for them externally. So, like in all of your jobs and everything that you've done, you know, okay, if I want to get ahead, this is what I got to do for this type of job. I need this. Like, this is the standard I need to meet. You going into business for yourself now becomes I set the standard for my own worth and how much my expertise is actually worth. Right. That, when you remove the external, really shows you the highlight of. Where is my set point, not to my expertise, because that can be judged by my experience in the system,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but just me as me being hired as me, how much is that worth? So really what this is showing you, and this is, I know I'm kind of signaling you out because obviously you're here, but it's, it's very common for people that transition from corporate to business in that now for the first time, I have to face- my ideas my conditionings my programming of how worthy i believe i actually am right and that's really the mirror that your business is providing for you right now
1: yeah and i think when i think about it essentially i've paid myself less than i'm willing to take in corporate america when you're kind of talking i'm thinking about that like how is it that essentially the way i set things up is to where I'm taking the wages that I would never take (laughs) from a position in corporate America. And so that's interesting that I set it up in a way for myself that I would never take in the everyday world.
0: Correct. Because now when you go into business, it's all you. You set the standards. You set the boundaries. You set the thresholds, right? It's all you. And it's a reflection of your own self-worth, not of your skills in the confines of the corporate structure so everything that you're experiencing right now perfectly reflects the low standards of and i'm going to say yourself and and this is not to put you down but just in this context of money right like my own standards of self-worth as far as receiving value Mm -hmm. or the value that i give right so the low standards for that right? The discounting of what I actually provide, Mm -hmm. the turning a blind eye to the value that I actually give people, like you said, well, it's lifestyle and it's money and it's this, right? So really when you cumulatively look at it, the question for you is how much is my low sense of self-worth actually costing me?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you say it like that, it just feels like it it resonates. And at the same time, I want to push it away because I'm like, child, I'm it. I know my value. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? But when you pull all that away and you get real with everything in terms of how you set things up, it's almost like, yeah, you don't really value yourself in the way that you've set everything up. So it's true.
0: Correct. It's, it's, I know intellectually I'm worth a lot, Yeah. but my results and my feelings, because if, you actually reflected that in your actions then my yeah. price would be whatever 5k um, right and when i ask you about charging 5k or more there wouldn't be this like oh, well uh, you know like th- th- there wouldn't be this major hesitation to like go there so you're right it- it's not about what you intellectually know it's what you can show that right. actually counts and what you can show is actually a reflection of all of the inner limitations that you are experiencing right now
1: yeah it it brings me to think about just my relationship with how i view um, money it kind of had me in my mind thinking to myself that i guess initially when i've been setting things up i looked at it like being greedy and i don't want to be perceived to try trying to be greedy because i understand that in life i'm and people and things are more important than money and i feel like how much money can you know, buy someone to make them live a life that is so fulfilling, it's a more about being real with yourself and living a um, positive and just, a you know, authentic life. But to your point, those things are true in my life, yet I still have a problem with the fact that I'm not getting paid. So it just kind of has me thinking to myself, like, how, what is my view on money and how do I need to work to change that? Because I essentially, I look at it like, oh, my God, that's free. Like, why would I charge so much? But at the same time, when I think about the value that I'm providing, I feel like, oh, my God, you're being selfless in a silly way.
0: <laughs> 100%. So, yeah, I mean, again, great self-awareness. And I agree with you that the two core limitations for you right now are all the ones related to like the self-worth and Mm self-image and then the money blocks right like the money stories the money narratives the money threshold all all of those are like the rooted and they're very interrelated so i'm I'm not surprised but that's really like the core of the distortion that you're bringing into the business so if you zoomed out from that and took a look at like okay how is this impact like what are the consequences of this for me and my life
1: yeah yeah so i feel like i feel like the the impact is that any time that i'm taking away from my self time time with my family time from vacations and time to just live my life to pour into others if i'm not setting it to where it's at a price point that provides real value to both the consumer and myself then that i'm not doing things right because though it feels good to make an impact though i know that the experience that they're getting and the value they're getting is great i can't i have to understand that if i'm going to take away value and time for the people that mean the most to me it has to be worth it for me also and so i i guess in talking to you i'm realizing that more that it's cool to know that i'm making this big difference in the world and i'm helping people to see things that they didn't know that they can do and achieve but it has to be to where the people that I brought into this world, that if time is taken away from them, it's, for, uh, it's worth it.
0: 100%. And I would just, because you're somebody that's a very giving person, right? Like, I think that's abundantly clear about, like, how selfless you are and, and how much you want to contribute and how much you want to serve. I would ask you to take a look at your consequences in the most selfish way. And what I mean by that is, so I ask you, okay, these limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts around money and self-image, how are they impacting you? You kind of brushed over like family, like it's taken time away from my family. And then your brain right away went into service mode. Yeah. Right. Like again, talking about the other and again, talking about your clients and who you serve. Right. So it's like, even by default, that self-image is like, well, I don't even want to consider what it means for me because that's kind of greedy. Yeah,
1: so no. Obviously.
0: Just to bring it back to that, like if you have to get honest with yourself, me with this self-image, with these money blocks, feeling the things that I feel and taking the actions that I take to set up my business the way that I've set it up, what are the actual consequences of that to me and me only?
1: Yeah. Um I'm, I hope I'm going to answer your question, but I don't think I'm answering it properly.
0: Whatever comes up is... is, is yeah, I think
1: what I think about is to where, yes, I'm naturally a selfless person, but I think what flashed in front of me when you were talking was that I, I shared in my summary um, survey that my mom just passed. And why I kind of deflected so quickly is because my mom was extremely selfless to the point where she put her help behind for my stepfather's help and as a result she's no longer here and so it kind of flashed in front of me and i was trying not to think about it because i didn't want to go there that oh my goodness this is deep rooted in the sense that selflessness is great but at the same time not if it comes at the the detriment of your own you know mindset self um worth or health or anything of that nature and so it just really it, it hit me in the face and i'm like no girl you're on camera we're not going there <laughs> so that's why i passed over it so quickly because i saw it but i wasn't willing to address it in that moment because i was trying to keep it super professional on this thing <laughs> but truth be told that's what flashed in front of me and i realized that that does come from um, you know just inherently seeing things and it being just the way that things to be and it's great to be selfless but at the same time if you're not putting yourself first then you truly can't be selfless because you don't you're not pouring from a cup that is worth pouring from and so it's i realized that in in your um in everything that you shared in terms of your insight and kind of going back through what i shared to be my thoughts that oh my god this is something similar that is happening to where it might not be with my husband or with my health but i'm doing it with my business and with myself
0: absolutely well so first and foremost i just want to acknowledge you for allowing yourself to go there yeah it's not obviously easy and with regards to the tears you wouldn't be the first or the last one to, to shed tears on this uh podcast so (laughs) this is why it's the real talk segment right because this is the realness of what this is all about right so number one i just want to acknowledge you for that number two acknowledge the courage to actually share that because yeah that is the real answer right the real answer is i am living programming that was passed down to me Mm -hmm. that may or may not be mine that i've tried to move away from and did all i could to do but then there are parts of me that, that are still living in that paradigm, which is fine. I mean, I think that the generational stuff is stuff we all get to work through, but fundamentally like that's what it's about because I am the one, if I'm aware of it, I now have the choice whether or not I pass it on, what role model and stories I get to model, you know, for my next generation. And, And to me, I think that and you can correct me if i'm wrong but to me like that was part of the reason why the emotion came up of like am i repeating yeah. these things that aren't mine and i don't want to i want to be the one that breaks them so you let me know if that's accurate what lands what doesn't
1: yeah so i feel like in in that self-reflection i admire my mom's selflessness i love how she loves like freely with any and everybody you could be a stranger and she wants you to win while at the same time while she was here i would have conversations with her where i'm like mommy what about you (laughs) like what are you thinking about yourself and so Though I'm very aware in telling her those things, I saw in in just kind of our conversation that wow, I'm doing the same thing um, in a different way, but it's still the same to a certain degree. And to your point, I want my kids to be selfless. Like it's not something that I want to break, but at the same time, not to where it can be your your downfall in the sense that you're too selfless. You know that anything, too much of anything is not good, they say. And it's true, like you can't be too selfless. You could be selfless, but you at the same token, you have to understand that self comes first because if self doesn't come first, then you're not able to give at at the amount that you could be pouring if you were really putting everything into who you are as a person. And so absolutely to a certain degree, I do really want to break that a little bit. And so, yeah, the tears came from it being so raw in terms of it, like literally it's only been not even a month tomorrow officially. And so it's definitely new um, while at the same time, I was like, whoa, I didn't know I was doing the same thing in a, a different kind of way. And so, so yeah, no, I appreciate that um, that transparency moment for myself.
0: And yeah, I think you bring up a good point, which I've mentioned multiple times on the podcast before, which is this idea that your primary strength in this instance for you it's selflessness and service often becomes your first distortion. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that you know if you have a hammer then everything becomes a nail problem so the way that you would go to solve all problems is i just have to serve more have to give more have to be more selfless at some point that starts to work against you and that's where it crosses from a strength into a distortion Mm -hmm. so this gift that you have is now working against you which is perfectly reflected in your business right but it comes back to that self-image bit because my self-image is one that sets high standards then right away I'm going to put boundaries on how selfless I am going to be, how much I am going to receive, who it is I'm going to work with, who has earned my energy, my expertise, my mental real estate, right? All of those things are really encompassed in it, okay? So how does that land for you?
1: Yeah, so it feels good for me to really get a chance to think about it like that because I haven't thought about it like that, right? I just felt good knowing that I was in my purpose and I'm making a difference and you know I have a good job and I'm making a difference there too. And so anything that I get from doing what I'm doing for me, was good until it wasn't good. (laughs) And so I think that, you know, where I'm at is like, okay, sweetheart, you know, it's great that you're making this difference, but it just something is wrong here. And so to kind of come on here and realize that it's Truly, how I set things up, like I'm going to be completely transparent in this sense. I'm always transparent, but I like to say that for some reason. Um, is that I thought you were just going to tell me that I need to post on social media more, I need to make sure <laughs> that I'm showing up authentically so they could see who I am. And you know, you have to be in um, multiple different places, omnipresent, and so that's why your business is not generating the right amount of income for you. And so, I was ready because I started doing it more, I wasn't expecting this. So, it's definitely like oh my goodness like this is good
0: perfect well actually on that note if you can then just close us off with a summary of i mean you kind of went into it already but like what were like what was your understanding of what your actual business issues were at the beginning yeah. and what is your understanding of what is actually the issue at hand
1: yeah so Coming on to the podcast, I thought, yes, that I needed to be able to just create separate categories in my business in the sense of a do-it-yourself category and not have so many products to where your consumers get confused when they get on my website. I thought that I needed to separate out like an elite package versus a, you know, kind of um, your everyday folk kind of package. And so I thought you were going to tell me, like I said, about social media posting and more omnipresence and people don't know you're there if you're not there, <laughs> you know, kind of thing and I think that just through our conversation and in the way that you structure things that you're able to be so real in a way that is easy to receive because this is real (laughs) like how can you push back from it I think that I'm leaving with understanding that the problems that are in my business is not about how things are set up on my website in the sense of aesthetics. It is how I created my price points. It is how I have um, essentially marketed myself to myself, weirdly enough. And um, I realized in our conversation that there is no reason that my prices are so low in the value that I've been providing to all of my clients for, for honestly over four years now. There's no reason why I'm at the place that I'm at other than the fact that I put myself there. And so that's that's like, oh my God, like when I look in the mirror, I like to feel good. This reflection doesn't feel that good, but I'm happy that it's something that I could do something with, you know, as opposed to killing myself in front of Instagram, real videos, <laughs> just really setting things up in the right way and understanding that, of course, those things are necessary too, but that's not the primary problem.
0: Awesomely summarized. Uh, definitely, I think it gets to the heart of everything. And yeah, to your point, it's always funner to be on this side of the uh, <laughs> the interaction than than it is on the receiving side. I've, I've been on both plenty of times, but yes, all, all in all, I, I do agree with you. So yeah, in that case, uh, you can just close us off, let everybody know where to find you, who's the best person to find you. Floor is yours for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely my website, redefiningthefutureyou.com. You can find me on all social media platforms at redefiningthefutureyou. That's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, all the things. Um, You can reach out to me by email at redefiningthefutureyou at gmail.com. And you can also send me a text um, at 305-990-7715 with any questions if you want to get started. And so I definitely look forward to working with whoever I attract and knowing that I'm going to make a big difference in your life. And I'm also going to work on myself. So now I'm not just helping people work on themselves. You've given me some homework to where I have to work on myself and I'm going to do that. And so I really appreciate this.
0: You're very welcome. So yeah, we'll include all that in the show notes as always. Uh, But Hazel, thank you very much for coming on today. And uh, for everybody else listening, uh, we'll see you on the next one.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.